Hey everyone, on this podcast I talk about not so much football for the first half at least, but I do talk about the Lakers winning the playoffs, you know, Nadal winning the French Open, Lewis Hamilton winning his 91st Formula One race. I also talk about the latest FIFA, FIFA 21, and how annoying that whole game is, and now I'm done with the franchise. And then I jump onto the international break, a few of the highlights that stood out from the break, and the preview for this weekend's football. Let's get into it. Okay, first up, I want to get this out of the way. I did say that I was going to do a international break, um, you know, roundup of results or whatever. But, you know, I, I couldn't get myself excited at all. I was bored um, watching those crappy games, which no one cares about. You know, there was friendlies, there was World Cup qualifiers, there was that stupid um, UEFA Nations League. Um, hey, maybe um, maybe because I'm in Australia, I, I can't care. But I don't know, man. I... I looked at the highlights, obviously, I saw a lot of the highlights, but, you know, I saw a lot of the results, France, like, scored, like, seven, um, you know, England won against Belgium, um, Portugal and France played, and it was a draw, and, you know, I just can't get excited, <laughs> I can't get excited about international football, and, you know, I'm not gonna lie and say, like, oh, it was great, or whatever, yeah, I can't. I can't get excited. And at the same time, I think it, it came at a... That break came at a good time because, you know, United got pumped 6-1. Um, so I think I needed that break. And, you know, I came back a bit more refreshed. And yeah. Oh, by the way, I did post this on my Twitter that I wasn't going to do the Monday slash Tuesday podcast because, you know, it wasn't as interested. So, yeah, if you, if you had me... If you're following me, which you guys aren't, which is okay, <laughs> you know, I'm not a fan of Twitter anyway, so, yeah, like, I posted it there just as FYI, so, in case you had a look, you know, cheers for that, but, yeah, my bad, I guess I should have, um, should have told everyone in the last episode that I wasn't going to do it, but I, w- I had all the intention to do it, but, you know, I just, there was nothing in me to do that, um, you know, roundup of the international games, so, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, right? The last thing I want to do is, you know, fake this excitement. But, you know, I don't I don't want to fake my excitement or enthusiasm just so I can put out a crappy episode, basically. So, so yeah, that's why um, you didn't get the Monday, you know, roundup of the weekend episode. So, but what I did do, I did watch a lot of other sport during this break. And, you know, I saw a lot of greatness. And I'll, you know, this first half of the podcast, I'm probably going to talk about the other sports uh, that I saw, but, you know, feel free to click through if you want to catch the preview for later on. But I just want to get cover off a few things um, in basketball. So basketball, F1, you know, a bit of tennis and yeah, yeah, three, three huge things is happening in those three sports over this weekend. And I want to talk about those. All right. To begin with, the Lakers uh, won the NBA playoffs against Miami Heat. Uh, LeBron James getting his fourth ring again uh, you know we can talk about the GOAT status of Michael Jordan and you know Kobe Bryant and LeBron James is definitely in that conversation and you know it goes back to the whole Messi Ronaldo situation the way I see it because Jordan won everything um, 
uh, with the Bulls, I was going to say Lakers. <laughs> Jordan won everything with the Bulls. And, you know, at the same time, Kobe won everything with the Lakers. Uh, LeBron, obviously, you know, went to, he started off with Miami Heat, you know, won two rings over there. Then he went to the Cleveland Cavaliers, won another ring over there. And, you know, he got this fourth ring with the with the Lakers. So very Cristiano Ronaldo-esque, you know, winning winning in different teams and different organizations. And it does take a bit of effort. And, you know, hey, you got to acknowledge his greatness, whether you think he's better than Jordan or Kobe. Um, you know, for this generation, he's the greatest. And, you know, I, I love it. You know, I saw the, saw the playoff game. You know, game number six, uh, Lakers were leading the series 3-2. You know, Heat with a bit of a comeback in the middle. But the beginning of this game, you know, LeBron was on a mission and he was dominating. He finished with a triple-double, you know, 28 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Uh, solid game, got the MVP, obviously. And, you know, sealed his greatness in my books, I reckon. He was, um, he's phenomenal. You know, he's, he's won it in three different teams and respect to that you know Anthony Davis was good as well and yeah but Lakers you know this one's for Kobe you know rest in peace that was one of the biggest shocks of the year and you know I'm glad I'm glad that the you know LeBron finally um gave the city of LA something to cheer about but yeah that was my um quick basketball recap because I'm going to move on to the Formula One and Another greatness that I've been looking at, you know, I've been sort of keeping an eye out on Formula 1. I have been following it like crazy, but I keep an eye out on the results. And, you know, Lewis Hamilton, 91st um, win of his career, equaling another great Michael Schumacher. And, you know, it's Lewis Hamilton's just, again, these modern day sports stars, which we are currently seeing in this in our lifetime is incredible. Um, you know, he got the helmet from Mike Schumacher, Michael Schumacher's kid as a part of, um, you know, equaling his record. And, you know, it was, it was amazing because, you know, with all these things happening and Black Lives Matter, and it's great to see someone who is in a predominantly white sport, just killing the game. You know, Lewis Hamilton, shout out, you know, 91st win. Um, he's got two helmets now. So one of them which he got this weekend, and the other one that he got when he passed um, Ayrton Senna's, you know, win record. So, yeah, you know, good on him. When I think it was the 65th. Um, I think he equalized, or uh, I can't remember. Maybe it was an equalizer. I think he surpassed him, but he got the, you know, Senna's helmet. So that's two historic helmets to have, you know, that's incredible. And, you know, a lot of um, drivers would probably wish they can get one of those helmets. And, you know, Lewis got two. So, hey, another greatness that I saw over the weekend. So, phew, incredible weekend of sport, you know. I'm glad the the normal football wasn't on so I can catch up on the other stuff that's been happening. And the other thing that happened was the French Open. You know, another GOAT, Rafael Nadal winning his 13th French Open and tying the total Grand Slams with Roger Federer, 20 each. And, you know, talk about another great rivalry in sport, the Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal rivalry. And, you know, 13 French Open titles, 20 each. It's incredible. And, you know, I was watching that. I saw the highlights for that one. Didn't didn't watch the whole thing because, you know, as if I'm going to stay up and 
watch it over here on a Sunday night because I've got work on Monday, so I can't be doing that. You know, I'm get I'm getting too old for that. I mean, I'm not too old, but yeah, I'm not in my early twenties anymore. You know, like where you could just pull all nighters and watch football all night and watch any sport all night, and then just go to work the next day like nothing ever happened. Uh, <laughs> I can't do that anymore. Um, I wish I could, but you know, so I have to compensate and just watch highlights. And on that note, you know, I think that will round up all the other sports that I kept an eye out on. Uh, nothing else happened from memory. Yeah, that was it. You know, three big things. Um, F1, basketball, and obviously the French Open. So that covers all the other sports that happened over the weekend. Now, I do want to talk about the other thing that I did on the weekend, which was play FIFA 21. Uh, great timing, by the way. EA Sports, you know, they know how to make money. It's international break. What a great time to launch the game so people can play it. And my verdict, I absolutely hate it. I am done with this FIFA franchise. Finally. I've been complaining about it for the last 3-4 years. And, you know, I think this game was the final straw. And and with FIFA 21, that's it. I'm never touching the FIFA franchise again. It is what it is. Like, they... It's not realistic anymore. The, the reason why, you know, my generation... I'm 30, alright? And my generation, we played basically every single FIFA from like FIFA 97 on PC or PlayStation 1 and then I started off with FIFA 98 I think I had the demo from the 97 and since then I have literally played every single FIFA since 97 I'll say 98 97 I had the demo but I've played every single FIFA since FIFA 98 and over the last three four years it's just become more and more unrealistic and more and more stupid and I'll, I'll give my short review of this game, okay? So, I basically put it in, you know, really low hopes, okay? Every time I play FIFA now, I just have no hope because, you know, you end up scoring seven goals and six goals every single game, which, you know, is football right now, surprisingly. <laughs> but I did not expect... Um, hey, actually, that's, a, that's an interesting observation. You know, football nowadays is... You know, six one seven two. So it's pretty much FIFA scores at this point with VAR and all the penalties that every team is getting. But anyways, off topic. So started playing FIFA. I you know played seasons. I always start off with seasons just so I can get a hang of the game uh, before I get into like ultimate team and you know play my career mode. But you know I just started off with seasons and I realized really quick that within like three games maybe even two, that the whole game is centered around pace. And, you know, if you have a decent team like Borussia Dortmund, you know, they, they have a great attack, but the defenders, they got like Mats Hummels and who else? I forgot who was in the middle. But Mats Hummels' rating is 86, right? His pace is, I think it's like 57 or something stupid, like maybe 64. I can't remember. But if you got him as a center back, you're losing every single game. Just because the way that the engine works is, you know, if your defenders can't run, that's it. You're going to get scored against. And it's just stupid because in real life, that doesn't happen. You know, Mats Hummels isn't going to concede four or five goals in one game. It's not realistic. Might be one-off, but not in FIFA. Not in FIFA. It's a regular thing. You know, you're going to concede goals. The closest game that I had, and I did play pretty much for three or four days, 
and not straight, but you know, every like for three or four days, I played a few hours each. And the closest game that I had was a two-all draw. But apart from that, you know, I'm scoring goals, they're scoring goals, and it's just not realistic. Like the player, my player can sprint like full speed, and then just do a crazy trick at the end, like crazy Ronaldinho tricks within two seconds and then score. And it's just. It's just stupid because it's not realistic and the whole fun of FIFA was the sort of realism that you can, you know, you can enjoy and the enjoyment isn't there anymore and that's what I hate about FIFA. Like, it used to be such a such a, a highlight of my week when I can just, you know, let's say if I've, if I've had a busy week or a busy day at work, I can just come home, spend a few hours, you know, a couple hours play FIFA you know, go do whatever I want. I like it's a it's a really relaxing transition from, you know, the hectic workday to, you know, the rest of the day or the rest of the weekend. Like it's just it used to be something really enjoyable and now I do not find any bit of joy when I play FIFA. So unfortunately I think that's the end of the journey and that's where I finish my relationship with, you know, EA Sports FIFA. It lasted for, what, 22 years of my life? Probably the longest relationship I've had. Yeah, easily the longer, <laughs> longest relationship that I've had. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm calling it quits. And, you know, and it all comes down to the unrealistic gameplay and everything else. Ever since they got Marco Royce on the cover, I think it was FIFA 17. Before that, they had Rooney and, you know, Messi in this decade and Rooney was... I think Messi sort of joined Rooney in the last decade and he was here till like FIFA 16. Then they went with Marco Royce. That's when the game changed. It just became about pace. They had Ronaldo for the last two years. Again, the game was just centered around pace. And this year they got Mbappe. And obviously, the game is so skewed. If you've got a pacey team, you're going to win. You can have an average team as long as they've got good pace. You know, it's basically like if your players... I don't know if the if you guys remember when Dumbia was one of the fastest players and everyone just had Dumbia in their team <laughs> and they just ran with him and scored. That's basically the whole game now. Everyone's Dumbia. If you're if your striker's fast, that's it. You're gonna you're gonna score, you're gonna win. And yeah, I can't play this game anymore because I like passing, I like defending, I like actually, you know, using a bit of tactics. But if my if the player's tactics are basically just run and score. Yeah, it's just stupid. But anyways, I'm done with FIFA altogether. I don't think I'll even get FIFA 22. So, yeah, you know, they lost one customer, but they've got, you know, millions and millions of customers that pay ridiculous amounts of money on Ultimate Teams. So, hey, enjoy your money, EA Sports. You're losing the real fans. That's it. All right, with all this done, let's jump onto the football. All right, a lot of football happening crazy amount of games which i could not even keep a track of there was the world cup qualifiers um there was the U uefa nations league or whatever but what i'll do i'll just cover the main things you know that i care about so ronaldo got covid which was you know he's gonna beat it but that's what i was afraid about you know players going to international duty and then coming back and you know all that stuff happening so yeah, he's just the first one, you know, let's see who else comes up with COVID and, you know, 
uh, like the Napoli and Juventus game, which, by the way, was counted as a forfeit. And, you know, Juventus got the three points. And I think Napoli got neg- points deducted as well. So, you know, why would you deduct points if your players are sick? That's just dumb. Yeah, they got one point deducted for, you know, I don't know why. It's just dumb. But, you know, hopefully the players get better. And if they're going to start bringing in point deductions, that just, you know, ruins everything. So, like, players aren't supposed to get COVID now. Like, is that a new thing? Because if your team ends up getting COVID, you get points deducted. Like, I don't know if that's a good, you know, idea by the organization. So, yeah, you know, what are you going to do? So, anyways, Ronaldo got COVID. The other big news was Neymar um, becoming the second highest Brazilian goal scorer behind Pele, beating Ronaldo over the weekend with a hat-trick. So, you know, Pele's got 77 goals in 92 appearances. Neymar's got 64 in 103. And R9, you know, Ronaldo, which everyone sort of grew up with and loves, um, had 62 goals in 98 games. But at the same time, I don't think Neymar would ever get the respect that, you know, Romario, Zico, Pele and Ronaldo, Rivaldo even, um, the respect that they've got, Ronaldinho, for example, you know, he would never ever get the respect from the world of football just because, you know, all the dives and everything, like, it's it's ruined his career. And if he didn't dive, I think people would, you know, put him give him the respect that he deserves obviously not as high as Pele and Ronaldo but they would still respect him a lot more but I think that diving really put a put a scar on his you know legacy so hey you know he's gonna beat Pele that's that's a given but you know he's already 103 games Pele had 92 and 77 goals but hey good on him second highest Brazilian goal scorer it's not an easy feat you know with the country with you know talent coming from everywhere so yeah, that was the other thing that happened. Also, um, Arsene Wenger launched his book. So, you know, if anyone likes to read, you know, feel free to grab it. Um, I'm reading the Ancelotti book at the moment and it's pretty, pretty good. So, yeah, but I'm taking my time. So, you know, I won't finish it anytime soon because I generally have two or three books going depending on my mood. So I'm reading the Ancelotti one as my second book, but... Yeah, so I will probably grab the Arsene Wenger one in the future. Who knows? Um, But yeah, if you guys like reading, feel free to grab that. That was released over the weekend as well. The other thing that I want to talk about is the pay-per-view for the games that are being shown in England. So, you know, I don't know if this affects any of you guys, but I do feel bad for the England fans who who will have to pay £15 to watch each individual game which is horrible because the last thing I want to do is pay for Manchester United game and just to watch them lose. And, you know, if I have to do that week after week after week, it's not the best way to watch football. Luckily, like, you know, we've got us, I've got my subscription over here and, you know, it's a monthly payment. I just pay that, you know, I'm set when it comes to football. But, you know, I do feel bad for the English fans. First of all, they can't support their clubs by going to the games because of COVID. And now they've got to pay £15 to watch one individual game every week and if you if you're trying to watch 10 games that's 150 pounds that you're paying so yeah my heart goes out to them you know that's all right hopefully things will get better and it's horrible that bt and sky have made this decision because you know they should understand that sports is very important for 
the mental health of you know men throughout the world and even boys or whatever like it's something that keeps us entertained it keeps us going something to look forward to over the weekend and you know they've just ruined everything on top of already a tough year for people so yeah not a good move at all um you know hopefully karma will get them somehow but you know they shouldn't make people suffer you know if they if they're not able to watch their teams they shouldn't you know do this to them so you know power to the people hopefully you guys overcome this and get to watching football you know but luckily for me australia is not affected and i'm going to be watching some premier league and some other football which i'm going to talk about now all right considering you know I'm going to keep this less than half an hour. I'm just going to talk about the big games. You know, the biggest one that I'm looking forward to is Everton-Liverpool. First game of the weekend, 10.30pm over here. Perfect timing. You know, that's the top of the table clash in a way. You know, Everton top of the table. Liverpool, you know, they got pumped 7-2 by Aston Villa. Also, you know, Diego Jota scored twice for Portugal and got an assist. So he's on good form. And Everton are in great form anyway, so I don't even need to talk about that. So that's going to be a good game and something that I'm definitely looking forward to. And, you know, hopefully Everton win because I hate Liverpool <laughs> as a United fan. You know, I'm with Everton and Ancelotti for now. Um, next up, Chelsea Southampton. So I've already spoken about this and how Frank Lampard is going to struggle with keeping a squad happy. So apparently Kante wanted to go to his friend's wedding and Lampard rejected that offer and you know there we go there's trouble in the back room so they're playing Southampton they'll win so I guess I'll move on from that one real quick Man City Arsenal inform Arsenal Man City struggling with form at the moment another good game so I think um yeah this this, this is a great games happening this weekend now that I look at it um but yeah, apart from that, you know, I think City might win this one because they're playing at the Etihad, but De Bruyne did complain about, you know, playing so many games for two years. So it tells you about the attitude of the player and how it probably rubs off in the locker room. And maybe that's why they're struggling. You know, the star players complaining about playing too many games. So it's not a good sign. Maybe Arsenal can nick this one, you know, especially if party starts. Oh, it might be a party. That's all I'm going to say. Alright, next up, you know, my team, Man United, playing Newcastle United. Um, I'm worried. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. You know, Pogba played great uh, during the international break and so did Bruno Fernandes. But, you know, the star of the international break, let's not, let's not forget Harry Bloody Maguire. <laughs> he got a red card 30 minutes in when England were playing Denmark and ended up losing the game. So... You know, Southgate with a stupid decision, I would say, because if you are watching football, why would you pick Harry Maguire as your centre-back? You know, you've been, you've seen four games of him struggling every single week and you still pick him as your centre-back. So I think Southgate deserved that loss because that's a dumb decision which he shouldn't have made. But anyways, when it comes to this weekend's game, I would, I'm paranoid again. Obviously, as a United fan, I don't, I don't have any hope. So, uh, I don't know. We might win. I think we'll get this one. We'll, we'll, we'll win this game. We'll beat Newcastle. I've got a bit of hope. Hey, I guess we'll find out next week if my intuition was right. Probably not going to be. Um, 
hey, but one can hope, right? <laughs> that's all you can do. Just hope that you, your team will win. Um, I think that's it from the Premier League. I think the other big game that is happening on Tuesday over here in Australia, Monday for Europe, um, is Leeds and Wolves. So I think that will be a really good game as well. You know, Leeds, I'm a fan of the way they play. Wolves, I'm a huge fan of the way they've been playing for the last few years. So that's definitely a game I'll, I'll check out. And I guess that's it for the Premier League. A few big games and, you know, it's going to be entertaining. Now over to my second favorite league, obviously the Bundesliga. Um, Bayern are playing Armenia. You know, again, shout-outs to Armenia. Hopefully you guys win the war. I don't know why they are still playing club football, which is surprising. They've got a war going on in the country. You know, I'm with my Armenian brothers. I've got a lot of Armenian friends. So, you know, hopefully you guys win the war, but you will lose to Bayern Munich. And um, <laughs> when it comes to the Bayern Munich score, you know, how many will they score this week? I mean, Armenia have been okay. Um, they've been, I think they got like four points at the moment, but it's Bayern Munich. So I'm going to go with, after they beat Hertha Berlin 4-3, uh, I'm going to go with four goals, keeping it safe, you know, four goals. Armenia might get one goal back, a 4-1, maybe a 4-0, but I think Bayern Munich four goals. So that's my prediction. But the other big game that I'm looking forward to, um, you know, Munchen Gladbach are playing Wolfsburg. Not a big game, but might be interesting. The big one, obviously, is Augsburg and RB Leipzig. You know, both teams top of the table, seven points each. Um, Augsburg beat Dortmund last week, so that was the big result from... Actually, not last week, the week before. Yeah, match day two. And, you know, that was Augsburg. And then RB Leipzig have been killing it anyways, except for the draw that they got against Leverkusen. So, and they beat Schalke 4-0 last week. And I shouldn't say last week, last match day, actually. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be a really good game. So, I'm excited for that. And the other game that I am excited for is Hoffenheim and Dortmund. You know, Kramerich, um, obviously a beast for Hoffenheim. And Dortmund, you know, they they obviously beat Freiburg last, again, last week. Not last week, last match day. Um, that's going to be a good game as well. So Bundesliga is lit, Premier League is lit. And, hey, I'm, I'm enjoying this a lot. Moving on to the Serie A. I guess two huge games happening. Um, the Milan derby, obviously the big one. You know, doesn't matter how each team is playing every year. The Milan derby is always big, similar to the the Merseyside derby in England. And you know, this year AC Milan are killing it at the moment. And Inter also, you know, they got seven points. AC Milan got three wins out of three, which is a great record. So that's a good one. But the other huge game that's happening is Atlanta and Napoli. So obviously Napoli players, I don't know how they've recovered from COVID. I don't know who's recovered. Don't know what lineup is going to show up. Don't know if there will be a game. But Atlanta have been pumping teams for three games. You know, they've scored four goals at least in two games. They've scored four in, in two games and five. I think they won 5-2 last week against um, Caligri, Cal Caligria. Um, yeah, so Atlanta have been pumping. They've scored 13 goals in basically three games and you know if Napoli show up I think they'll they'll lose as well so if they don't that's another three goals that Atlanta has scored 
<laughs> and, you know, they're going to be sitting comfortably on top of the table with a great goal difference. So, Juventus are playing Cronte, uh, Crotone, not Cronte, not Conte, not Conte, um, Crotone. <laughs> so, they're playing, uh, you know, I think they'll win that one. And, you know, no other big games happening in the Serie A, but these three, I mean, these two, obviously, Napoli, Atlanta, and the Milan derby are going to be a good watch. Um, yeah, I guess that's it for the Serie A. Now, the La Liga. La Liga is dead this week. Nothing's happening. No big games. Uh, Barcelona playing Getafe. Atletico Madrid are playing Celta Vigo. Real Madrid are playing Cadiz. I don't know what Cadiz is. Um, maybe it's a team that came up this year. It's, who cares? None of them are big games. Yeah, I think that should be it. You know, covered a lot of things. Um, obviously didn't cover too much of the international football because, again, I could not care one tiny bit for it. And again, I would have tried, but I, I can't do it. I can't fake excitement. So that's it. I'll catch you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the football. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Peace.